for those of you jumping on uh, and listening on the podcast, the question that I have for you is, did you know that trying to fit in or trying to be like someone else or dimming, hiding your too much is the same thing as trying to devaluate uh, a masterpiece, a piece of art that's a masterpiece, uh, any a painting, a sculpture, whatever it is. It's the same thing as trying to devalue a masterpiece. So let that sink in for a bit because you are the masterpiece. So all of us are the masterpiece. We're all unique and individual and we're designed that way. So if this doesn't quite resonate with you or you're just kind of like, well, okay, what, how does, how do you mean? I have some examples, um, some evidence, if you will, right? So think about coins that were misprinted or there's something different about them. Books that have the wrong edition or have some kind of mistake or there's something that makes it, you know, stand out from the regular printing. Paintings that something is discovered, you know, behind it or something that makes it unique and different from the rest of the work of the same artists. Um, something that sets them apart from the rest, the rest of the things like that are considered rare and are sought after. I mean, people have auctions and try, you know, spend bucket loads of money trying to get and find and possess and have, or even see these rare things, right? So guess what? Just like I said a little while ago, you are that rare and unique masterpiece, and I am the rare and unique masterpiece. Your siblings, if you have any, are a rare and unique masterpiece. Your neighbors, your family, we are all, every single one of us, a rare and unique masterpiece. So if you start seeing yourself that way, you will start thinking, behaving, and taking different actions. And nobody, there is nobody that el nobody else that is exactly like you. Even if you have identical siblings or twins and triplets and, you know, identical or fraternal, they're, you're, they're not the exact same person. There are twins and siblings who are not twins that have very differing points of view, interests, appearances, but see, nobody, nobody is exactly the same. Our experiences, your experiences are different than mine. And so uh, an example that I will throw in, I think on my notes, it's actually later, but it popped into my mind now. So for example, um, if I'm a coach, so I'm a coach and a speaker and all these things. And my background though, like my employment, my employment background of things that I have done a lot of consists of being an investigator. Now, are there other coaches out there that have been investigators? Maybe, I don't know. But I have learned that that helps me, that experience and training that I have as an investigator helps me in my coaching because I'm good at asking questions. I'm good at finding follow-up. I'm good at seeing people's body language and energy. And that translates beautifully into my work that I do as a coach. Now, does that mean all coaches should be investigators? No, because other coaches have other unique gifts and other unique traits 
that help and support and really provide their unique um, experience and twist and the way that they do things in their coaching. And that same concept applies to absolutely everything. So going back to this concept of like the valuable pieces of art or uh, masterpieces or books that were printed wrong, that these rare and odd, oddball, right? These oddball pieces of art are what are sought after. But not everybody on the planet sees the value in them. Not everybody is an art lover or an art connoisseur or collector of rare things. Not everybody sees the value in it but enough people do that it makes them valuable. So can you see how that, you can apply that same thing to you? You will not be for everybody. So why try to make everybody happy? You will not be liked by everybody. So stop trying to get everybody to like you. You don't like the same things that other people do. So why pretend that you do simply to be liked by them? or simply to be in their group. Be and start learning, that's the work, learning how to be your unique and beautiful masterpiece. So in the sense of not everyone sees the value in the misprinted coins and all that, there are some people that really find value in toys and music and cassette tapes or things from their past, from their youth. And they go around once they get to, I don't know, just for um, an easy transition, like the middle age or when they get to the point where they're able to, to go back and find and search for these things for nostalgia's sake, that's what's valuable to them. That's what is their spark. That what That's what their unique and beautiful masterpiece is. These toys are things that bring them joy bring them memories or things that they wished that they could have when they were younger and they are able to now get them older. And other people will look at that and be like, isn't that like junk? Or isn't that, why is that so valuable to you? So you see, everybody has their tastes. Everybody has their preferences and not everybody or everything is going to, nor is it supposed to, resonate with everyone else. That's the diversity. That's the, you know, duality, all the things that we have that make us and our life experiences uniquely ours. So um, there are consequences, whether you're aware of it or not, there are consequences that you and I experience as a result of devaluing ourselves, of not seeing ourselves as that rare and beautiful and worthy piece of whatever, piece of life experience for someone, right? Where we don't see our own value, we're automatically devaluing ourselves. So you see how even if you're not intentionally thinking, oh, you know, I don't have great value to provide, or I don't bring value to this relationship, or I don't, you know, contribute enough to my workplace or whatever the case is, even if you're not consciously thinking that, you are automatically by default devaluing yourself and you are putting that on repeat in your brain. That starts to become one of those underlying uh, stories and beliefs that are always running in the background. 
And so there are many, many consequences. And this is a topic that I most likely uh, will come back to and talk on at different times about different aspects of that, maybe the different consequences. But today, my focus is addressing the consequence of holding yourself back as a result of this belief or this concept of devaluing yourself, of not uh, seeing yourself as valuable and as worthy. And I have um, the the example that I'm going to share with you is one that is not new, but I was at a networking event last night, and this same concept came up with one of the one of the people that I was, you know, sitting and having a conversation with. And uh, what when I first heard this example, I wish I could remember who it was that I heard it from. Uh, I wish I could remember the person, you know, it, I know it was like a comedian and they weren't doing it like in a comic act. It was something like an interview or something that they were just talking about on social media. And um, at least that's the way my brain is holding on to it, that it was, so, you know, it was a, a, a well-known person, a celebrity or someone of, you know, recognition anyway. And the concept that they shared was, and maybe it wasn't, see, see, our memories aren't always that great, but the story and the concept resonates because that's what this conversation I had with with this lady was yesterday that um, the, the example came up because she was telling me her daughter has graduated and has a degree and that her daughter is not pursuing the opportunities that are available to her. And she says, my daughter has like chosen not to apply for certain jobs or certain positions or certain opportunities, even though other people have told the mom, you know, if your daughter had applied, she probably would have gotten it or I would have hired her, but she didn't apply for the position. And the woman I was speaking to was like, I just can't get it through to her that she needs to apply. And so in talking, it's like, well, why hasn't she applied? Or has she told you what is holding her back from applying for these positions? And the woman says, well, because she thinks she's not qualified. She doesn't meet all of the uh, qualifications or the expectations or whatever it says on the job description, like experience level or something along those lines. And so my, you know, my contribution was that is, I mean, they need to, jobs need to have some type of description. They need to give people a general idea of what is expected of the job. But also what a lot of people don't realize is these job descriptions put in there things that the position can grow into, the possibility, the scope of things that might be possible within this position or this job title. You don't need, none of us need to check off every single box. Now, whether you are someone who, you know, does have a college degree and is applying, you know, looking for career opportunities, or whether you're someone who doesn't, but you have life experience that you could apply, this same concept applies to you. So don't think that just because I'm talking about like a college education and not feeling uh, 
qualified. This also applies to life experience that you have, job experience that you have. If you are someone who is or is considering opening or starting your own business, but you're like, I don't yet have the qualifications, start doing it anyway. Start with the experience that you have gained. Look back at your work experience and see what you can apply to the thing that you want to do. It has been a training ground for you, whether you're aware of it or not, all of your life experience, your job experience, your relationship experience, your experience of getting out of sticky situations, your comedy, you know, your your the way that you use comedy to lighten the mood or to uh, help other people feel well or to, you know, I don't know, get out of a tough or sticky situation and 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 not in the not angry way. <laughs> that quite makes sense, but. Look at back at your life experience because all of this applies to the things that you want to do. And you are more qualified than you give yourself credit for. And now the story or the example that this just for, because I'm going with that, the comedian that I can't think of uh, said, which is what I told the, the woman I was speaking with yesterday is like, do you know that getting a college education Getting a college degree when it comes to applying for positions uh, that do require, let's say, a bachelor's or a master's or whatever it is. There are positions that do have this as a requirement. And I was saying so many people hold hold themselves back from applying for a position because of statements along the lines of, I don't have a degree in that field. My degree is in a different field. I don't have... Um, the job, the work experience, but are you considering internships that you've done? And so what a college degree does for an employer who's looking for someone with a college degree, and that's one of the requirements, what having a college degree does is tell and show an employer that you have consistently shown up to do a job, learn, attend class, follow the curriculum, uh, learn and pass the test, you have consistently shown up for at least four years, right? If you have a higher degree, then it's longer than that. But you have shown that you can show up, you're responsible enough to learn on your own because in college, you're no longer um, following the, the same standards or curriculum as in high school that's designated. And, you know, you have every day and you have teachers following up on you. In college, you know, teachers, maybe they'll follow up with you, maybe not. If you're not keeping up, you don't keep up. So you have shown by earning a degree that you can do that. You have shown that you can problem solve for passing tests or for learning things that might be a little bit outside or a lot of what your knowledge base, that you can grasp and understand, and at least in the practical sense of testing or having to do physical training or something, you have shown that you are capable of doing that. So what a college degree is, is a work experience type of element for uh, an, a, an employer looking for that. So it does not matter for the most part if you have a degree in literature and you're applying for a job as, I don't know, now that I'm thinking of this example, as, 
um, I don't know, a medical, a medical um, facilities supervisor or coordinator. I don't even know if that, if that makes sense, but don't discount the education that you've received. Don't discount the life experience that you have. If you don't have a, a college degree, don't discount because, oh, it doesn't fit or check the box perfectly. And uh, there are statistics. I don't know the exact numbers. I, I hold on to more of information than I do like statistics and numbers. So there are studies and statistics that show that in a very disparaging number, you know, percentage wise, men will apply for jobs and positions that they don't necessarily qualify for. They don't check all the boxes. Whereas women, for the most part, do not because of that. I don't have enough, like if it says you need five years of work experience and the person has three, like, oh, she automatically, whoever the generic she, discounts herself from applying because, oh, I'm two years shy of the work experience or something doesn't quite fit. But men on the bigger scale don't hold themselves back that way. We as women do. And and um, and there are, you know, examples that cross where women do apply and, and men hold themselves back. But this is just looking at the big numbers as a whole that that is the trend. That is the commonality. And so why I'm bringing this to your attention is to invite you to start breaking out of that box. Stop holding yourself back and devaluing yourself because a box cannot be checked exactly. Maybe it would be half a check. Maybe it'd be an X instead of a check, right? You get the picture. Stop holding yourself back because you're missing out on these opportunities that will take you and move you in the direction and open up so many uh, possibilities for you. But you're the one that's defeating yourself. And many times when we're not aware of that, that's when we fall into that way of thinking like, oh, things never work out for me. I, you know, the opportunities are never there for me. They're always there for other people. Do you know why? Because they make them or they take the chance anyway, or they try. And maybe you don't fit all the boxes or check all the boxes, but maybe by applying the person who is reviewing your resume or speaking with you can say, hey, this isn't quite a, quite the right fit, but this is, but you weren't aware of that other opportunity, either because you hadn't seen it, because it hasn't been posted yet, because it was posted somewhere else, it was someone else's department's responsibility, whatever the case is, there's so many things going on in the background. So I am here to encourage you and nudge you to take that step. If you think you're not quite enough, if you think you're not quite right for that position, if you think it's not quite the right time to start your business, if you think it's not quite the right time because you don't have, it doesn't make logical sense for you to take an action or start your business now or go on a vacation or whatever the case is. Stop holding yourself back by devaluing what you do have, who you are, 
and the fact that you are capable of learning. Many employers I have heard, I have friends and business acquaintances and things that are in HR, many, many times I have heard them say that we will hire the person that is trainable or that can learn versus the person that has the degree and thinks they already know it all or feels like they should be qualified simply for having the, the degree. So it can work. Of course, everything has, you know, two sides to it, but always try. And if they say no, if you don't get it, you will learn something. You will get information. And at the same time, you will start developing that muscle of trying and reaching past your comfort zone, reaching for what is seemingly just outside or just out of reach and taking those steps. And that has a cumulative effect. Maybe you need to apply to 10 or 20 or start Try 10 or 20 different tactics in your business, but that information that you gain has a cumulative compounding effect to then get you like, ah, the aha moment. So stop, if you can, this is the practice, stop looking at it by moment by moment. That's why I suggested at the beginning, go back and look at your work experience. Go back and look at your life experience. Go back and look at the knowledge and wisdom and expertise that you've gained, whether you've done that through a college degree or whether you've done that through life experience and job experience. If here's the thing that I will say probably many times, and I, I've heard it and it resonates with me. If you have a desire, what is meant for you, which is your desire, will not pass you by. But it's also not going to fall in your lap without you moving towards it. If you've heard a quote that goes something like, when you move towards the dream, the dream moves towards you, something along those lines. And moving towards the dream is reaching a little higher than you think you can, or going a little bit further than you think you can, pushing yourself just a little bit more, trying it again, continuing to show up. This is all building up a muscle, and it is the training ground for you for having and achieving and getting the thing that you desire. So when you catch yourself saying, I'm not qualified or it's not the right time, stop yourself, check in with yourself. And I have an activity that you can do or try or keep in your toolbox of things to, to, to try and work on. So list out on paper or in your journal or wherever you write on computer, whatever works for you, list your personal traits. And you can do these as separate lists or kind of cumulative and work through them as, as you desire, as things come up. And you can also keep this list going, these lists going. So list, make a list of your personal traits that are unique to you or that you love about yourself or that people comment on or something, you know, your personal traits from you know, run of the mill that you don't think is that great to, you know, something that really stands out about yourself. List your accomplishment, accomplishments and achievements that you've had. List your experience, life experience, school experience, work experience. And now pick a few or go back and pick a, you know, if you listed them in different, different categories, how these things can be of service 
or how you can apply them in another way. And I'm going to, you know, circle this back around to what I said at the beginning, because I remember I said, <laughs> I think I have it noted down at the end, but I thought about it at the beginning. My experience as an investigator lends itself perfectly to my work as a coach and asking questions. So look at that type of thing. And then when you come up against something that says, oh, that you catch yourself saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite qualified. I don't quite meet the requirements. I'm not quite prepared yet to start my business. Whatever it is, look at your list or think about the items on your list and saying, oh, wait a minute, can I use this in another way? Can I apply experience that I gained as a pizza maker at Domino's to this, whatever this is, you know, because it could be problem solving. It could be following, you know, a recipe. It could be, um, you know, learning how to cut perfect or triangles or shapes or whatever. You know, you can apply it. Look for ways that you can apply these skills, these traits to the thing that you're automatically seemingly going to discount yourself from or keep yourself from trying or keep yourself from going on that dream. And I'll give you another quick example that came up in, in how um, applying traits that you've learned to something else. Uh, before I started working as an investigator, I worked in the legal field. I had been going to paralegal school. I'd been working for attorneys as, you know, um, a legal secretary or a document clerk. So I worked for big law firms, like a big, those big in downtown LA and the big high rise and also a private practice attorney while I was going to paralegal school. And so <laughs> I got to the ending of paralegal school and my realization was, I don't want to work for attorneys. I don't, I don't want to work for attorneys. I don't want to do this thing that I've been working towards for these few years. And the reason I went to paralegal school is another, another podcast episode altogether because it was following the safe route, right? But I realized I don't want to be working for attorneys. I don't want to do that. So I came across this job opportunity as an investigator for, you know, in the insurance industry for work comp claims. And what I did, I actually did not go to this interview expecting to get the job. What I went for myself was to learn, is this field, because I'd never worked as an investigator before, is this field something that I can apply what I've learned through paralegal school and my experience in law firms to this field? Can I apply it? Will it work? Is it some kind of fit? Because I thought, well, I've learned how to do research. I've learned how to prepare documents. I've learned how to look up code and, and all these things, right? Like legal code. I've learned all these things. Is it possible to maybe apply that to this field? Because I came across the ad. And so I went to the job interview with that expectation. And this at that interview, which is the only time in my life that it has happened, I was offered the job the day of the interview before I even left the office. I was offered the job. I was offered the job in that initial interview. 
I wasn't even, I was just trying to learn, trying to figure out what else could I do that I have this experience with that is not a law firm, (laughs) that is not a law office, that is not working for attorneys because it's the thing I didn't want to do. And being an investigator opened up a whole different world. I think that's what led to me then desiring this time freedom and location independence because I was out working in the field. I was going to appointments in different places. I was not in a cubicle. I was not in an office every day. And that was my first experience as working from home because we only had to be in the office to check in and drop off papers. This was before all the paperless things and working, you know, completely virtually. We only had to be in the office two or three days a week to drop things off, pick up new assignments, all the things. And the other times we were either at our appointments or we were working at home. That was my first experience with working from home years ago, years ago. And now look what I, I completely work 100% from home and I have location independence and time freedom. And had I held myself back and stuck with that belief that, oh, I've gone to paralegal school, I have to work as a paralegal, I wouldn't be here, at least not not in the capacity that I am, right? So get curious instead of discounting what your, you know, the possibilities. Get curious. And then when you get curious, like I did with just wanting to learn if the skills are transferable, you will surprise yourself. You'll receive surprises and you'll receive opportunities, like I said, that maybe hadn't been posted yet. Or because you applied, you will be perfect for that. And if you're a business owner, start the business. Start the business. You're not going to think your way through it. I am, if I'm being, I have to look at the calendar, I think. I'm so bad with dates. I'm about five, four and a half-ish, five years into having a business on paper. And that, it goes back to when I bought the domain for my business and I started a Facebook business page. Now, I was still working full-time. I was still out in the field. And the first about two and a half years of my business was my real-time life experience education into having a business. I had never had my own business before in this sense, like having my own unique to me business. I had done direct sales and, you know, the MLM companies, but, and that can be developed into a business, but I hadn't taken it to that level. So this was the first time I had done that. I have done this. I've never done this before. So the first two and a half years, I think of my real-time education, learning about domains, learning about, um, having a business license, learning what an email list is, learning what how this doing business online works. So I didn't get a college education on business. I got a real-time education in business. I'm still getting a real-time education in business. And I think I will be. <laughs> as long as I am in business, I will be getting a real-time education in business. And the value, and this is how this is now looking forward to the other end, and I'll wrap it up with this, the value that you get from the life experience, from the trying, from learning bits and pieces, from using Google and YouTube as your tutorials and you follow step by step by step, you know, and doing whatever thing because you have no concept of what to do on your own. I did that for a 
probably the first year, everything I wanted to learn, like, oh, setting up a mail list, setting up, I followed tutorials on YouTube or, or Google, right? But the value that you get yesterday in another, yesterday was great at this networking experience. All this came to fruition. Like I was able to see these in real time. I uh, was in another conversation with, ironically, a gentleman who does exactly what I do in the in the investigation world, um, does exactly the same work, you know, that I'm in, that I was doing. And because uh, I, I, I only do that part time now, I'm not full time any longer. And so he does the exact same work. So I've seen him at a couple networking events and we were having this discussion and he's there because he's now trying to start his own company right? As he still works for an employer, just like I did. Um, he's starting his own company. And we were having this, this conversation about what to do about this and what to do about that. And the knowledge, the knowledge that came spewing out of my mouth <laughs> that I have gained by trying. He asked me about my email list. He asked me about how do you do workshops online and deliver the replays to people? And how do you do that? And I just, I walked him step by step by step. And well, you need this and you need, you know, uh, to be able to collect payment, like through PayPal or Square. And then you record the workshop on Zoom or on a, you know, in a service. And then you email. And he's like, how do you even get their email addresses? And that showed me. That experience right there showed me that we discount the things that we take for granted now. I was that I take for granted, like developing an email list and doing all these things and putting emails together and putting links here and sending replays. Oh my gosh, in year one of my business, I was following step by step on Google or YouTube. Oh my gosh, how do I do this? I need to save this video so that I can do it again because I'll never remember it. And here I am spewing it automatically, just like blah, 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 out of my mouth telling, and he's like, okay, we probably, he's like, I need to like take notes. So I said, if you need help setting any of these things up, call me, contact me. I can help you. I can provide that value. But what I have gotten here, what I've been able to, if I'd stopped because, because following tutorials on YouTube was so frustrating and setting up a website almost had me pulling my hair out in year one. Now I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. and it also reminds me, it serves as a reminder that the things we take for granted were once so hard. And the things that we now take for granted, we can pay forward. So don't, don't, don't discount the value that you can provide to someone. And the value can be as simple as sharing a smile because you're feeling good one day, you're having a great rocking day and you see someone, you pass someone coming out of the door of a restaurant or a business and you smile at them or you hold the door open for them or you say thank you because they held the door open for you. Guess what? That's value because you're giving it genuinely and you're reciprocating what they are doing. You're sharing value. So never discount yourself. If you come across something that says you truly don't yet have the experience, say, okay, how can I get it? I'm glad I know that now. 
now I do know exactly what I need to get first instead of just making it worse or bigger in my head. So, okay, I think I've, I've gone over my usually trying to go about 30 minutes, but this was like in real time. And it was like, I was very passionate, obviously, about this, this topic. So you will hear more about it from me uh, in the future. So just to, uh, to in wrap up, if you have topics like this, or if you things like this bring up topics that you would like me to cover or talk about on the podcast, email me. Email me. The, the email for to reach me is vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, at bluemoonmanifestations.com. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. Let me know what your thoughts are about what I've said, or if you had an aha moment or a realization of some kind. I love to hear this information because I am here, again, freely sharing my experiences, my learning curve, my, you know, my knowledge with you guys. And I love to hear how it lands or how you apply it. It it lights me up. It gets me all talking faster than I normally do and all excited about it. So go ahead and I invite you again to subscribe to the podcast and then share it. Invite other people to listen and share it out to them if you think this is information that will uh, be of benefit or that they will enjoy. And uh, lastly, if you are listening or watching to this somewhat uh, in the neighborhood of when I'm recording this, which I'm recording it on June 14th, 2023, uh, on June 24th of this year, in 10 days, I will be uh, offering the summer season vision board workshop. It is a series of workshops throughout the year aligning with the seasons. And the focus of this vision board workshop is going to be identifying who you are, sharing and document your uniqueness on a vision board so that you have a constant reminder. And it can be living in the sense that you add to it, but you have a unique to you vision board showing you the value that you have and how and reminding you to shine that out into the world. So it is the who I am, not asking it, not in the question, like I said first, who I am vision board. And it's be creating a reminder of that to shine your personal sun out into the world lined up with the summer season. Uh, it's going to be just a few days after the summer solstice. So we'll be in that in that season. And hopefully here in Los Angeles, we will have sun by then because this year we're having some extended May gray and June gloom. But I know the sun is coming because the sun is always back there behind the clouds and the marine layer around here. So thank you guys so much um, for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and watch and comment and share all the things. It really does. Um, it, I do really appreciate it, and it makes my heart happy. So I will talk to you guys uh, next time, and look for the link for the vision board workshop in the description or somewhere around wherever you're listening to or hearing this. Uh, if you are interested in participating, and if you can't participate live, register anyway because. Uh, I will be sending out, just like I told the gentleman, I will be sending out the replay of the workshop to everyone who registers and sneak peek little info drop 
In August, there is a blue moon, which my business is named after. So there will be a blue moon vision board workshop. And everyone who registers for this workshop will get preferred pricing for the blue moon vision board workshops. You'll learn all about the magic of blue moons, how to work with them. Uh, and I will tell the story of my business for those of you who have not heard it yet. So thank you guys again. Have a rocking rest of your day and a rest of your week. And I will see you next time, guys. Bye.